Uh, hello, everyone. Welcome back to uh, Capes and Japes. There, um, just before we started recording, there were some people listening to John Mayer very loudly right outside my window. So I'm hoping they're done. Um, or else maybe we'll have some uh, unexpected background music for this episode. <laughs> Copyright lawyers don't come at us. This was not our choice. Listen, we would not do this on purpose. If we were going to put background music on our podcast episode, we would not pick John Mayer. I mean, I think it depends on the John Mayer song. I did listen to a lot of John Mayer, so I do have a little bit of nostalgia for him. Which that's fair. is mostly just because it's what my sister would put on in the car when I couldn't drive, but she was driving me places. I also feel this nostalgia for Maroon 5's songs about Jane and also Jack Johnson. Those are all, I don't, those are all very different vibes and yet the same vibe. It's very much just music my sister listened to in the car when she drove me to school. I do, um, John Mayer has a couple songs that I cannot stand, um, but also, uh, when I was a teen, I watched an extremely good music video of, um, Beast Boy, uh, set to Bigger Than My Body, so I do, <laughs> every time I listen to that, I'm like, aw, my boy. Aw, I'm getting the emotions. The emotions about the boy. Um, and isn't that what this podcast is about? It is about having uh, having some emotions um, about some superheroes. Um, today we are not talking about Beast Boy. Um, we are not talking about anyone from 2013 Titans, no matter how much, no matter how much we constantly want to. Um, For a second... I thought you were going to stop after um, we're not talking about anyone, and I had a little bit of panic thinking that we <laughs> forgot to pick somebody <laughs> for this week. Again? And I was like, oh no. And then I remembered that we did, in fact, pick somebody for this episode. Yes. It would be funny if we forgot to pick someone, and I told you that after we had started recording. <laughs> Just a complete panic of, oh no, yeah. oh gods, oh no. Um, and then we would have to, like, scramble to figure out uh, what we were doing for this episode. It would probably be, <laughs> oh, it would probably be, like, bonus episode levels of indulgence, to be honest. Yeah, just talk about just whatever, whatever's on the mind. It would probably be 2013 Titans in true, that case. True, true. Um, <laughs> or you could just talk about that, um, <laughs> the Jason Raz uh, Beast Boy AMV. Yeah. No, just, John Mayer. The John I, Mayer Beast Boy AMV. I just describe it in as much detail as I can recall. I don't know why, but I always mix up John Mayer and Jason Raz, and I think it's because they both live in that same little nostalgia pocket of music that I don't listen to, but that I would listen to while my sister was driving me places, and also they have the same initials. They do have the same initials. Also, again, not the same vibe, and yet somehow the same vibe. Um, anyways, okay, we are today. Um, so we talked about, uh, Night Nurse, or the Night Nurse's uh, last week, and it did, um, it did make me want to get into another character who's had sort of a, uh, weird transition from, um, kind of, uh, comics aimed at young girls into superhero comics. Maybe a weirder story, to be honest. Um, and that's, uh, Hellcat who, um, I don't know, I feel like possibly people have heard the name, but maybe aren't necessarily, like, super familiar with what her deal is. Um, Unless they're fans of Kate Leff. Yeah, possibly, very possibly. Um, and, um, 
if you don't know her deal, it's kind of a, it's a little bit of an odd story. So, uh, strap in. So, um, Hellcat's, uh, real name is, uh, Patricia Walker. Um, but she goes by Patsy. Um, and she made her first appearance in 1944, um, in stories published by uh, Timely Comics, which was the company that would go on um, to become Marvel. Um, her, uh, her early stories were written by, apparently the writer's name was Stuart Little. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I do, I do like the um, fact that Hellcat is written by a person who sh- shares a name with a famous mouse. <laughs> that is fun. That's a fun sort of uh, irony. Um, and uh, drawn by uh, Ruth Atkinson. Um, and she uh, first appears in a, um, like a, girls' comics, like, anthology called Miss America Magazine. Um, and, uh, she's just a, an ordinary teen. She lives in, uh, Centerville, California. Oh. Yes. Is it in the middle? It's right smack dab in the middle of California. Um, it, and it's, you know, it's, like, an ordinary small town, and, uh, it follows her uh adventures as a as a teen uh the various characters she uh encounters in her life she um has a uh notably she has like kind of a a long-term uh like high school sweetheart um named Buzz Baxter um and she has a uh romantic rival uh, named Hetty Wolf. Um, they have sort of, like, a Betty and Veronica, like, frenemies thing going on. Um, and it just, uh, it's mostly just, you know, like, kind of probably the Archie comparison is apt. Like, just teen, uh, shenanigans. It's, like, mostly humor kind of like rom-com-ish because it you know deals a lot with her boyfriend and you know uh Hetty also being like having like a crush on her boyfriend and like trying to like sabotage them um and she's very much this sort of uh you know kind of like every girl teen protagonist um do you want to know something fun Yes. While you were talking about um, actual things in the episode, I was looking up if Centerville is a real place in California. Oh! It is! There's, like, less than 400 people, and it's outside of Fresno, so, like, yeah, it kind of is in the center. Wow! Hey! Nice! It's it's near uh, other towns such as Avocado and Big Bunch. (laughs) Are those all real? Yeah, I'm in Google Maps. Oh my god. This I can't believe she lived in Centerville when they could have had her have her, had her live in Avocado. Yeah. There's also a uh, Gravesboro. Nice. Yeah, so um Wolf, Lone Star, Cecile. I don't know if we're just getting into like specific neighborhoods in the suburbs of Fresno, but like Goldleaf Come on. <laughs> Although Centerville wow. does kind of give a um nice like small town homey vibe just right there in the name. It really does. It's probably why they went with that. Yeah. And not gold leaf or avocado. <laughs> I mean let's I want a comic set in Big Bunch, California. I mean I know nothing. This- about Big Bunch, California. But the name alone. Yeah, Patsy Walker reboot. 
where she moves to Big Bunch. Oh. Um. Anyways, so um, she makes this first appearance um in uh Miss America magazine, um, and then continues to make appearances in some other anthologies, um, before she gets her own title, um, just called Patsy Walker, um, as well as a couple of spinoffs that are also about her, um, uh, Patsy and Hetty is one about her and Hetty, and one that's called Patsy and Her Pals, um, it's good, and, like, yeah, I like that title, it's, yeah, I know, it's fun, um, not, um, not, like, a blockbuster hit, um, but, like, obviously, you know, popular enough to have several spinoffs, and also popular enough that, um, Marvel is continuously publishing, um, Patsy stories in some capacity, uh, through, like, 1967. Um. Oh, wow. So over- yeah, so over 20 years, um, in, um, in the early 60s, like, not too long before, um, or the mid-60s, like, not too long before it ended, um, she, uh, graduates high school, um, and then for a little while, it's more of a, uh, kind of, like, oh, like, young career girl, like, trying to find her place in the world, um, but uh the comic ends shortly after that so it is notably um it uh the the actual like patsy walker book is published um as like when marvel is timely comics and when it becomes atlas comics and then also is marvel um so it's uh it it sticks around. Um I'm proud of her. Yeah. <laughs> the people the people love people love Patsy. Um in uh nineteen sixty-five, um Patsy and Hetty make a cameo appearance in uh Fantastic Four Annual. Um which I think is, uh, I'm pretty sure was written by Stan Lee at that point. I don't know if Jack Kirby was drawing it. Um, but, um, they show up briefly, which, uh, technically sort of, uh, why is my iPad doing this? I don't know. I don't know. Um, anyways, they show up briefly, which technically serves to establish them as, you know, part of the Marvel canon. Um, and then, uh, nothing else for a few years, you know, um, they're not publishing Patsy Walker anymore. Um, they have, like, a ton of superhero books, like, in the, in the 60s, the, the heyday of Stan Lee and Jack Kirby, just, like, coming up with tons and tons of superhero books. Um, and, uh, in 1972, um, Steve Englehart, um, is, uh, working on, uh, Amazing Adventures, which is an anthology series. He's writing a, um, a story about Beast, uh, the X-Man, um, and he is like, wow, it was really cool that, like, uh, Patsy and Hetty, like, showed up in Fantastic Four. And they're, like, technically, you know, part of this universe. Because he um, apparently had collected all of the Patsy Walker comics. He was, like, uh, when he was getting started with Marvel, he was writing, like romance stories and westerns, um, rather than superhero comics. Um, and he, uh, comes up with this idea, um, that it would be fun to, like, actually properly incorporate, um, 
this character into the Marvel Universe. Yes, please. Um, yes, please. Here she comes. So the story that's given, um, and I'm not, I'm not sure if Englehart comes up with this or if this is like sort of like added in later. Um, but this is where things get a little bit, <laughs> a little bit unusual. So Patsy, um, shows back up and it's established that the Patsy Walker comics exist in the Marvel universe as like published comic books. And Patsy is a real person, um, who's like kind of like overbearing, manipulative stage mom, um, made a comic book series loosely based on her, like, her daughter's life and, like, her friends. So, like, Hetty and Buzz and all of the other supporting characters are, like, real people. Um, and then published these comics. Um, and they were, like, very popular. So, Patsy has been living in the the shadow of this sort of like image people have of her as like America's sweetheart um because of this very this popular comic book series that exists in the real world but also exists in the Marvel universe. I do kind of like that though. It's kind of fun. Like I do like it in like a meta way. Um it's weird, but I, like, I think it's cool. Um, and I think they also have, like, um, they're like, oh, they also made, like, uh, you know, a TV show about her, and they, like, uh, did all these interviews, and, you know, she was kind of, like, something of, of a reality star, uh, at the time. Um, but she, like, obviously this wasn't her idea, um, to make these comics, and, like, she's a little bit uncomfortable with the whole, like, concept, but, um, she did, like, uh, you know, like, having these, uh, comics published, um, and sort of becoming acquainted with, like, the comic book industry, um, it did spark an interest, uh, for her in superheroes, um, who, uh, she thinks, she thinks are very cool. Um. I mean, who doesn't? Who wouldn't? And I mean, she's like. probably business owners in cities. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> probably a lot, listen, well, a lot of them have been saved by superheroes. True. Um. Okay. But also. How about. Yes. Landlords in big cities. <laughs> landlords hate superheroes. Another strike That's... against landlords. Absolutely. That's how you know they're truly evil. <laughs> um, but, uh, so, again, Patsy's, like, not really a fan of this whole, like, image. This, like, uh, gee whiz kind of, like, small town America's sweetheart, um, she was, like, a lot more of, like, kind of a, a tomboy growing up, um, but, uh, she, uh, ends up marrying, um, her, uh, her, uh, high school sweetheart, Buzz, um, who joins the Air Force, uh, and then, you know, sp obviously spends, uh, is not around very much. I thought you were gonna say obviously dies. No, <laughs> which um, comics? He does. He does do the second most obvious thing, which is he becomes a supervillain eventually. Ah, <laughs> um, there's two paths. But yeah, listen, you you have two options. Um, but he uh, yeah, he ends up he like joins the air force. Um. Patsy is kind of, like, following him from, like, base to base. Um, they're, you know, 
their marriage is not doing super good um, because he's not around and is also like developing some anger issues and she's not, you know, very happy with how things are going. Wait, you mean to tell me that the United States military isn't caring for the mental health of their um, active service members? Now, I know this might be hard to believe. (laughs) What are we paying the military and our tax dollars for if it's not taking care of its people? That's a... That's a great question. Um, he ends up, he, like, uh, takes a job as, like, a security consultant for, uh, Roxon. Roxon Oil. Roxon? Rocks off. Rocks off. Uh, and I think, um, while, um, they do get divorced. I'm not sure of the exact order of events here. Um, while he's away, um, uh, or while he's, like, working for Roxxon, um, Patsy, uh, encounters, uh, Hank McCoy, who's also, uh, there doing some, uh, he's also there. (laughs) He's Um, just, you know, there. It's fine. He's around, um, he's, uh doing, like, some, uh, genetics research, um... That sounds like him. Yeah, you know, like he does. Um, and, uh, she is, uh, able to kind of, uh, (laughs) manipulate him into, uh, helping her become a superhero. (laughs) I was gonna guess, uh, convince him to do genetic experiments on her which end up in superpowers so like pretty close yeah no she doesn't she doesn't take uh she doesn't take things that far um but she's like okay listen i'm um i'm going to divorce my husband this isn't going well i don't want to be married to him i want to be a superhero so you're on the avengers right now uh take me to the avengers introduce me um, and then, um, I'll be a superhero with them. It'll be great. <laughs> um. Uh, do you have a resume? Do you have references? Or is this one of the times I mean, where the Avengers are like, we will take anybody. Our entire roster is on vacation. She does, um, she does technically have, like, kind of an impressive skill set. Um. Because, like, so many of her, like, Patsy Walker adventures were, like, this is the one where she, like, uh, gets into gymnastics. And, like, this is the one where, uh, she has to fly a plane. Um, so all of those are established as things that she actually did at some point. Good. Um, (laughs) Uh, do you have a resume? Um, points at stack of comics. Yeah. Yes, actually, these are all true. Mostly. Kind of. It's mostly true. I did learn all of these skills. Um, yeah, so, um, her, uh, Buzz does, uh, get genetically experimented on. What? Not by the Beast, but by Roxxon. Um. Roxxon? And the, yeah, well, you know. I mean, I'm not... I'm just dis- I'm not surprised. I'm just disappointed. So huge mood. Um and he becomes a like a uh, supervillain mercenary uh named Mad Dog who uh shows up many times to kind of uh <laughs> to just kind of be a huge nuisance in Patsy's life among other things. Unfortunate. It is unfortunate. Um so while um on uh her first Avengers mission, um they're actually investigating Roxxon. Uh and while they're uh looking around, um Patsy finds a uh costume that uh belonged to uh Tigra 
Agreer Nelson, um, in the, like, the early days of her superhero career, um, when, uh, she was called The Cat, which was a comic that was, uh, introduced concurrently with Night Nurse, so, full circle. Um, and, uh, the, the costume, uh, is able to, like, enhance, like, the physical ability of the person that wears it to a degree, um, like, not to an extremely superhuman degree, um, but just, you know, she's, like, a little more agile and a little bit stronger, and her reflexes are a little bit better, um, so she's able to, uh, kind of, uh, hold her own as a superhero, um, the, uh, she is able to, like, prove herself on this, like, uh, this first mission, um, where she helps the Avengers out, um, is able to, uh, rescue the Avengers, um, cause, uh, oh yeah, that's their first, like, encounter with, uh, evil, evil Buzz, Mad Dog. Oh, good. Cause he, like, captures the Avengers, um, He's that and, good? Uh, well, he has help. Okay. He's not- yeah, he's working with uh, some other supervillains. My follow-up questions would have been, well, wait, hold on, which Avengers? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> let's really, let's get that into this. Um, but Patsy's able to uh, to rescue them. They're like, okay, that was pretty impressive. Um, you uh, can be on the team. Um, and then um, she dips out because uh moon dragon um who's a uh she's like a telepath geneticist monk um so she's not a dragon who lives on the moon she's not a dragon who lives on the moon she is um there is a a a dragon who lives on the moon in her backstory which she named herself after okay um but her thing is maybe we should do an episode about her because her thing is like kind of nuts i'm down um but her thing is that she um she uh was raised um she's human but she was raised um by monks on titan um Saturn's moon? Like, the Saturn's moon Titan. Um, and she's able to, like, develop her body and mind to, like, it's, she's using 100% of her brain. <laughs> um, Alright. So she's just, like, extremely powerful, but just because she, like, trained super hard. Um, so for whatever reason, she takes an interest in Patsy and she's like, hey, come with me to Titan and I'll teach you how to do uh, sick martial arts and also be psychic a little bit. Good. Um, and Patsy's like, that, I mean, that sounds dope. Uh, so she, um, she, she is a little bit psychic for a little while, but, uh, she and she loses she loses the psychic abilities somehow, and I don't think they're ever like very clearly defined. Uh and maybe she just stopped using it and like it atrophied like a muscle. It's a skill, you gotta yeah, practice. I, mean, I forgot probably. how to read minds. <laughs> yeah, you know, I just I didn't read minds for like ten years and then I completely forgot how to use it, like when I did uh high school French yeah. and then just I I don't know. Bonjour. Yeah. Exactly. I didn't keep up with my uh, mind reading Duolingo, <laughs> and now I, I I got I got no idea. Um, the telepathic Duolingo owl. Yeah. Um. She also um. At some point, she gets this like magic cloak that like uh. Let's her cast detect magic and shield, basically. Oh, good. Um, yeah, she can, uh, 
quote, sense mystical phenomena or deflect mystical attacks. Um, but, uh, when she, uh, gets back from training, um, on Titan, she, uh, she helps out Doctor Strange with something and then joins the Defenders, uh, who are, um, at this point, I think, like, Doctor Strange and the Hulk are on the team, um, and, uh, maybe Namor, (laughs) um, I don't know what exactly the makeup of the Defenders is at this point, um, maybe Luke Cage is there, I don't know, um, he's on there for a while, um, but while she's there, um, she meets Diamond Hellstrom, the son of Satan, uh, who I, I think just, like, just had a Hulu show come out about him that absolutely no one has talked about. Really? Um, it came out on October 16th. Um, Wait, of this year? Of this year. Uh, what? <laughs> yeah, li- I heard, like, I heard, actually, I didn't hear about it until, uh, Sam posted it in the Discord and was like, apparently they're making a Hellstrom show. Um, I didn't hear anything about this. Uh, and I was like, I went to, like, his Wikipedia page to, like, uh, see what his deal was. Um, and at the top it's like, Damon made his live-action debut in the Hulu television series Hellstrom. And I'm like, that must mean we'll make his live-action debut. Uh, but no, it came out last month. Um. All right. Yeah, if, uh, if anybody's watched it, by, uh, by all means, let me know. Um, but, uh. Hellstrom is an American streaming television series created for Hulu. Wow. <laughs> The Magnus Archives is a podcast. <laughs> um, she, uh, she meets, uh, Damon Hellstrom, the son of Satan, uh, who at this, at this point is like, you know, chill. Um, he's a, he's a superhero. He's not doing, you know, uh, satanic stuff. Um, well, he's sort of doing satanic stuff, but you know, um, she also, t- she finds out either, like, from him or from some, like, related thing, um, that, um, her mother, um, her mother, uh, her mother, uh, is sick and, uh, has cancer at some point in the series. And she finds out that her mom tried to make a deal with a demon to sell Patsy's soul to the demon so that sh- her mom could live. Excuse um, me? Yeah, so that's, don't do that. That's bad parenting. <laughs> um, but she ends up, um, she, uh, dates Damon, uh, and the two of them end up getting married and retiring together. Um, that is cute. And yeah, it's cute. Uh, unfortunately... It doesn't last? Unfortunately, it doesn't last. Uh, he, uh, they, for a little while, they kind of, uh, do some, like, paranormal investigation stuff together, which is, uh, very cute. And then, uh, Hellstrom becomes sort of, uh, like, like, succumbs to his demon nature or whatever and goes evil. Um, I didn't do a really deep dive into Hellstrom for this episode. That's so fair. I'm not like a hundred percent clear on what his deal is. Uh maybe I should be the first person to watch this Hulu show. Uh but <laughs> nobody has watched this show yet. It is our duty. It's we're the only ones who can do it. Uh I don't think I so have a Hulu he... account. Oh no. Um he becomes evil. Uh Patsy huh, infuriatingly like quote unquote 
is driven mad uh, by how evil he is, um, and is then, uh... I, I just love the idea of, like, somebody turns evil, and that's, like, not even, like, if you want to do a huge character arc about, like, oh, my spouse turned evil, you know what would be fun and innovative? My spouse turned evil, what? and I decided to join them. <laughs> we are in this together. Yeah, actually, that rules. We are in this together as a family. You want to do crime? Let's go. All right. I have skills. Here we go. This is what you have to do. These are my friends that we will have to watch out for. I can lie to <laughs> them, and I will lie to them. Here we go. We are going to be the best villains. God, that's ideal. That's so freaking good. Um, like, at least let them make a decision. <laughs> no, she, like, she goes mad, and then she's, like, driven to suicide oh, by come on. death urge. No, listen, I know. It sucks. Uh, and then she's, uh, she's in hell for a little bit, uh... Wait, and then she's why did resurrected. she go to hell? Because <laughs> there was demon stuff involved? I, she, she, no, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> Marvel just like, they'll know. And it's like, no? What sins did Patsy commit? <laughs> <laughs> she knows what she did. Um, But she, uh, she is brought back to life um by something something to do with like Hellstrom uh Hellstrom like is no longer evil and he <laughs> tricks Hawkeye into resurrecting her um Wait. because Hawkeye thinks he's gonna he's resurrecting Mockingbird but it's actually Patsy how where did Clint Get this skill set. The skill set to bring. Listen, I don't. I don't know. I don't like, know. I have. I'm working on limited information here. Like, let's. Hi, I'm Hellstrom. Um, I do not have the ability to bring somebody back from the dead. Do, but you know who from does? Hell where I'm from. Noted human Clint Barton. Noted human fuck up Clint Barton. He literally he does he has two things that he does. One is shoot arrows, and the other is to resurrect the dead. <laughs> and put that in the MCU. Just like, oh no, this person died. Clint just like, alright, let's go. <laughs> um so, um, that's, uh, that's sort of messed up. Uh, she teams back up with the, uh, the Defenders. Um, she has a, um, a book that she's in with, uh, Monica Rambo, Black Cat, and Firestar, um, where it's about kind of, uh, the four of them. It's like a par it's it was like described as like or pitched as like sex in the city, but with superheroes, which I'm a little bit like you don't it doesn't it doesn't have to be like sex in the city just because there's women in it. Uh but is it just the specific number of women? Is everything with four women in it sex in the city? It's by default sex in the city. I don't know anything about sex in the city. I am making an assumption that there's four women in it. There are four women. You did get that part right. Um, so congratulations. <laughs> that wouldn't have made any sense otherwise. She also, uh, she also, she registers during Civil War, um, and then she's part of the, uh, the 50 state initiative where she's like the official like registered superhero for Alaska. So she's sent to Alaska 
and has Alaskan adventures. Um, okay. She also, uh, she also is, uh, a recurring character in She-Hulk, uh, in volume three of She-Hulk, where she takes a job, uh, working for She-Hulk's law firm, and, uh, she becomes her sort of, like, on-call private investigator, which is cute. <laughs> I do love when superheroes have relationships with each other, but, like, not superhero relationships. Like, they're not on <laughs> yeah. the same superhero team. It's like, oh, yeah, we're co-workers. Not for, like, yeah. superhero stuff, but, like, for, you know, actual making money stuff. Yeah, like, our real, like, our day jobs. Yeah. Uh, she ends up, um... At some point, uh, she's let go because Jen can't afford to, like, keep her on the payroll. And she, uh, starts her own, uh, like, job agency for superheroes to find day jobs. Um, also very good. Plot. Yes, that's the, the plot of the, uh, Kate Leth series that... Uh, we mentioned at the top of the episode, which I still haven't read. Me neither. But I should. I've been um, looking for it in my uh, local comic shop every time I go, but, like, I don't yeah. know how much interest there is in Hellcat for them to just, like, put it out on a shelf for me to buy. I should probably just, like, talk to a person and ask them to order <laughs> something for me. Ah, talking to a person. Um... She also, uh, she has, uh, is an important character in the Netflix Jessica Jones show, um, where it, she's, uh, Jessica's, like, adoptive sister, um, her family took Jessica in after Jessica's parents died, um, and instead of comics in this one, it's like, uh, she was the child star of a TV show, um, but it's still, like, a similar idea. Like, her mom, like, kind of came up with this idea and, like, pressured her into it. Uh, and now she's a radio host uh, going by Trish to kind of distance herself from the Patsy uh, thing. For a second, I was like, where did she get Trish? Completely forgetting that her given name is patricia yes that's how names work uh that is how names work as it turns out um which i do i do think is neat i don't know if they were like necessarily going for this when they picked like um chose her as a supporting character for this show but i do think it's neat in kind of a meta sense in that like Patsy's thing is, like, these, these like, uh, real comics that were translated into, uh, in-universe comics where she wants to, like, uh, get away from this image of her and be a superhero instead. And Jessica Jones is introduced as, like, having a superhero backstory, uh, that we don't actually get to see. And she wants to forget about that time in her life completely and uh, become, just be like a private investigator. Um, so I do, I do think that's neat. Um, I, she, like, they allude to the Hellcat stuff, but they don't, like, really, like, She's never like, I'm Hellcat now. <laughs> um, as, uh, as, as is, is the case, I guess, with a, uh, grittier TV show. Um, but, uh, yeah, kind of a, uh, kind of a, a, a weird and winding road, um, for old Patsy, but, uh, some fun, some fun stuff. Uh, also some terrible stuff, because she does have women in comics disease, but 
You know, it's... You know. Yeah. Um, did you have anything to add or anything else to discuss? Uh, I know basically nothing about Patsy, but now I know more. Yes, we've all learned something today. Unless you already knew all of this and you've learned nothing. But... I mean, maybe you learned that there's a Hellstrom TV show on Hulu. You probably did learn... (laughs) Statistically, you probably learned that. Um, I didn't read any comics. Uh, I'm trying to think of what I did this week and I can't remember anything. (laughs) I went for a walk and took some photos. Those will be... Uh, shared on the Discord as soon as I upload them to Google Drive because I love showing people photos I took while simultaneously looking at them like, did I take this? Where did this come from? I didn't take this photo. There's no way. Uh, I think that's all I did this week. I mean, like, I hung out I with mean, my nephew, but like... Yeah. That's good. It sounds pretty nice, honestly. Yeah. Um, I had, um, I did not have comics to talk about. Um, I did have a couple pieces of comic news. Ooh. Uh, one of which was j- just, uh, I just found out about immediately before we started recording. <laughs> um, one is, uh, DC is doing a new, uh, digital anthology starting in January. Um, called Truth and Justice, where they're apparently going to be focusing on some lesser-known characters, um, starting with Vixen. Um, and uh, I'm kind of hoping that because they're starting with Vixen, um, and like they're also like supposedly like doing this with like uh, new or like rising creators, um, and they're starting with Vixen, and um, the writer and artist are both black, so I'm hoping that they're kind of, like, doing, like, some, like, non-white dude, lesser-known heroes and non-white dude creators, uh, in this, uh, this focus. Um, I also don't, I don't think we've actually talked about Future State on the podcast. Uh, I don't but, know either. Okay, but DC announced they're, like, uh, one of their, like, initiatives, events, uh, for early next year called DC Future State, uh, which is going to be looking at the future of the DCU, um... And they have a bunch of, like, uh, like, characters inheriting kind of legacy roles, and then, like, new versions of characters, uh, Shiloh Norman is Mr. Miracle, uh, John, I think, is Superman, Damien is probably Batman, <laughs> there's, like, oh, there's a new Batman, and everyone's, like, it's Damien, right? Um, <laughs> what if they're, but like, but I don't think they've actually- no. It's not. Um, Some other guy. It's Bruce Wayne's um, adopted twin, Bryce Wayne. Bryce Wayne. Uh, Also, Red X is in it, which is making me lose my mind. I don't know. I don't know why he's there. I don't know what he's doing. But Red X is on the poster and Red X will be there. Uh, Oh, they announced also recently that there's going to be a new... uh, non-binary flash uh we love to see it which which we do love to see although i do reserve the right to be mad if it turns out to be terrible yeah if it's terrible we will all hate to see it but conceptually i do love to see it uh too fast for gender yeah (laughs) gender can't catch me uh there's a um a new Wonder Woman, um, whose name is, uh, Yara Flor, and she's Brazilian, and Diana is also still Wonder Woman, I think, because Diana is on the poster for this, uh, being Wonder Woman, 
But there's also this new Wonder Woman. Uh, she's a very cute costume. And they just announced today that she will also be getting her own CW series. Congratulations. Uh, which, yeah, congratulations to her. Um, I I don't like... I don't. I have no idea what it's going to be about because the comics haven't come out yet. But <laughs> she is. She's getting one. So nice. Um, but anyways, probably <laughs> once Future State actually starts coming out, you will hear from us about it. I will definitely be reading a bunch of it because unfortunately, it is tailored to my exact interests. <laughs> it is made specifically for you. Yes, absolutely, a hundred percent. So, I'm I'm pretty stoked. Uh, but yeah, that's uh, that's some stuff. That's some stuff that's happening in comics. Uh, if you want to see other stuff that's happening in comics, you should follow us on the internet, especially on Twitter, where we post the most. But you can also, in addition to Twitter, find us on Facebook, uh, Instagram, and Tumblr. Just by looking for capes and japes on whatever platform you're on. Uh, you can send us an email to capesandjapes at gmail.com if you want to talk to us. Uh, we have a Discord server where uh, you can see Briar's cool pictures uh, once they upload them to Google Drive, and also where you can uh, see <laughs> see all of this fun comics news as we react to it, uh, among many, many other things. Uh, we also, we have a Patreon if you'd, uh, like to support us on there, if you're willing and able, um, we would appreciate it. Uh, it's, we, you can get bonus content, watch stuff, you can submit what you want us to talk about. Uh, if you can't do that, but you still want to support the show, uh, an awesome way to do that is leaving a rating and review where you listen to it. Uh, also telling a friend about the show if you think they'd be interested if you have a friend who likes jessica jones and they're like is this gal from the comics and you can be like yeah and it's kind of a funny story uh and send them over here um also just uh just joining us being here uh is you know in many ways the greatest gift that you could give. Um, so I would like to thank you for joining us today on Capes and Shapes. I have been Olivia. And I have been Briar. And, as always, t- t- kiss me sexy Batman. Are you Damien? Maybe not. <laughs> sexy Batman, take your mask off so I can tell if you're Damien. Uh.